and look at somebody and tell them, I need you. I need you. You need me. You need me. We're all apart. We've been there. God bless you richly good. Praise the Lord. Relationship. And that's what I want to talk about now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when it comes to relationship, it's a very broad topic. Very broad thing. And because of our, of our time, I'm going to restrict this topic. You know, daddy, when daddy was teaching us, he taught us four stages of relationship, the honeymoon, the reality, the general discomfort, and the try-hard stages of relationship. But in this very section, I want to go straight to the point. And I want to believe that all of us, we are at least 15 years and above. So I will be teaching us, or I will be talking on truth about sex. What they will never tell you about sex. Say that with me. Say truth about sex. It is difficult for us to say that because we are in church. Some of us are very shy to talk about it or to pronounce the word sex. Because you feel that we are in church. But almost everybody in this house, we have access to phone and Android phones. And of course, which you can access the internet with. You are not restricted when you are on the net. Especially when you are alone. Even some pastors and religious leaders find it sometimes discussing to openly discuss, to dis discuss sex. But we must not shy away from it. We just have to discuss it even in church. Because it's affecting the youth and our destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, can you move to the next slide? So, from the slide, please move to the next slide. From the slide, you can see that there are many challenges confronting our faith as Christian youth. Many challenges. Practices that were once considered bad, they are now being celebrated in the society. There is a general loss or lowering of God's moral standard. Even in the church. Immoral acts are being copied. They are being practiced and approved by majority of today's youth. Copied, practiced, and even approved. The perplexing situation is that even in the society, the degradation of moral standard from immorality to amorality, that is a state 
of total loss of morals. In the church, there is lack of the knowledge of God's word and a gradual loss of conviction of what is right and what is wrong. So there is a loss of conviction. Is this right? Is this wrong? So some people do some engaging in premarital or extramarital sex is a norm. I mean, for some is acceptable. And for some, even in the church, once you say, I want to marry you, girl, and she say, I agree. To them, you can go to bed and do anything. They feel that it is approved. Why must we talk about sex? There is the influence of the society. The influence of the society is huge. And we cannot overemphasize it on the growth and development of the youth. The Bible says First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Uh, evil communication corrupts what? Good manners. So there is this influence of the society. You see, a young man will pick his phone just on his own in a little corner. What is he doing? He's watching pawns. So the influence of the society is there. The challenges of living in a non-Christian culture is becoming overwhelming for many Christian youth in the last day according to 2 Timothy 1-3. to Perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. If the youth don't learn what is right from God's word, they will definitely learn it from the opposite from elsewhere they will learn it so if we don't talk about it if we don't talk about sex in church you will learn it and you learn it from the world so there is no need to shy away from it we have to talk about it so everything around us is marketing sex everything everything is marketing sex everything addressing uh, even the society everything marketing sex somebody just want to do advert about uh, furniture i say furniture buy furniture sex will come up a lady that has something will come up you know everything around us is marketing sex what is sex and why was it created between male and female and it involves various intimate sections please take note various intimate sections there is the foreplay there are some of us in the church we believe that you can touch you can touch yourself anyhow do anything you want to do as far as you didn't go the other way to you it is not sex it involves godly you can grab somebody and hold the person and hold the person. We are doing holy play in the church. To you, it is not sex. But the Bible says, whoever looking at a woman lost after her has already done what? In your heart. Can you see? There are 
specialist in kissing. Very, they, they, they understand, they know how to do it very well. They will tell you now, now only kiss me, kiss now. And of course, when you do that one, you go to the last stage. And why was sex created? Let us, we need to understand why God created sex. We need to understand. Because like Miles Moreau said, when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is what? That is why most of us, we are abusing the purpose of it, of sex. You know, during wedding at churches, and the pastor comes up during joining, we say that, uh, you know, God created marriage for so, so reason. One, companionship. Secondly, for, to avoid fornication. And thirdly, for childbearing. And it's true. And you discover that each of these three purposes of sex, of marriage, have something to do with sex. The heart of a pleasurable companionship is sexual intercourse between a man and his wife. A man and his wife. And you avoid fornication by getting yourself involved with your spouse. And the natural way through which God initiated childbearing is through a man and his wife, a woman. Then we have the other artificial way. So I'll be giving us some truth about sex. Number one. And you repeat after me. Say God is the author of sex. Say it loud and clear. Let me hear you. Say it loud and clear. Now, if God is the author of sex, everything created by God is what? Good. Is that not what the Bible says? Uh, the devil is not the creator of sex. God is the author. God created it. And if it is created by God, it's good. But we need to know when and how to handle it. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he said, It is not good for a man to be alone. So God instituted marriage between a man and a woman. One reason for this is so that the woman we help the man in all area of his life the bible says created him as a help meet including says the woman have to help the man that is why a woman a man need a woman so god created sex god puts the genital organ in every human so your genital organ is put in you by god why number one why are you a guy why do you have that genital organ number one to serve as a major distinguishing factor between a male and a female why do you think permit me the man has a penis the woman has a virgin. Why do you think so? It is to distinguish you from the other fellow. Number two, to serve as a channel to pass out liquid waste from your body. Number three, 
to set the purpose for, of sexual pleasure for and reproduction. That is why God put it. Not just to mess around and feel good. Number two, truth about sex. God put sexual urge in you as human, as a man or a woman. So it is God that put the urge in you, not the devil. Nobody taught Adam and Eve how to have sex. Have you read it in the Bible? What the Bible taught us is that and Adam knew his what? So the urge is natural. It's God that put it in you. So whenever the urge comes, the same God that put the appetite of food in you also put that urge for sex in you. So if you can control your appetite, you can control it. You can. Tell yourself I can. Let me hear you loud and clear. Say it very well. You know there are people that are addicted to this thing. A day they cannot go to bed without sleeping with a man or a woman. Whether male or female. The female will do that. The male will do that. To have sexual urge is not a sin. But it is the inability to control and direct it aright that is a sin. Let me tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. Sexual urge is not a sin. But the inability to control it and direct it aright is a sin. Some of us, masturbation is killing us. It's killing us. And we want to uh, fulfill purpose. Some of us, whenever this urge comes, it is to look for opposite state and begin to just look for a way to, to ease yourself. And you think that it is godly. Some of you, because you have even taken the, the lady or the guy to your pastor and said, this is the person I want to marry. You now think that even if your pastor approved the relationship, he has also approved uh, a sexual relationship uh, uh, for both of you. It's wrong. The Bible says marriage is honorable in all. But what? Bed undefined. The fact that you are a courtship doesn't mean that you can defy your bed. We must know that. Number three. And I would like to dwell here very well. Sex is spiritual. Let me tell your neighbor, say sex is spiritual. Say it loud and clear. And I, I, will, I will want to prove it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. Message, look at it. You see, there is more to say than the mosque. It is not just a physical thing. There is more to it. He said, sex is much more spiritual misery and physical fat. Even though you are engaging in it physically, it is more spiritual. As it is written in the scripture, the two shall become when? So when you engage in sex, you are doing that physically and spiritually. It means that when we say something is spiritual, it means that spirits are involved. Isn't it? 
It means that spirits are involved. And spirits, you may not be able to see spirit with your naked what? Eyes. You cannot see spirit with your naked eye. Even though you see the person you are doing it with physically, the spirit you don't see them. So it's both physical and spiritual. Says join the spirit, the soul, and the body of the two people involved together. That is why Exodus 22 verse 16. Exodus 22 verse 16. And he said, And if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed and lie with her, it shall surely endow her to. What is the meaning of this? He said, When you deceive or take a lady that is not your wife to the bed and you sleep with the person that was then or during the morning he said you must marry that person on that most compulsorily because a spiritual transaction has taken place spiritual transaction has taken place so you cannot just do that and let her go like that that is God speaking to them before now now let me use this analogy the world is talking about safe sex safe sex safe sex when they are talking about safe sex what are they talking about that you can use what condom listen listen that you can use what say it now say condom is there anybody that don't know what they call condom here now listen scientifically it has been discovered that there are some std that condom cannot stop have you read that if i have a witness in the house just wave your hands you have read that thank you thank you now if there are std that condom cannot stop and says is spiritual there are demons that condom cannot hinder there are demons that condom cannot stop condom that you use that that uh, what you call barrier will not stop those demons from penetrating you now, because everybody you have sexual intercourse with there is a transfer of of spirits between you and that person and for the rest of your life one part of you live with that person i tell you the truth one part of you live with that person so it is not fun to just take somebody to bed and say, God, uh, guy, I just go have fun with that guy. And see, part of that person is with you for the rest of your life. So when the Bible says sex is spiritual, you must, you must do everything possible to walk according to the guideline of God. Let me tell your neighbor one more time. Say, neighbor, sex is spiritual. Say, don't just take it for fun. Every sexual act, the Lord will give you grace. The next point is that they should be married before sex. That is God dying it. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave. The cleave comes after living. Cleave comes precede i mean living precede cleaving no marriage no sex that is god's recommendation sexual intercourse conducted outside marriage is sin 
and there is no sin as terrible and damaging as sexual intercourse sexual sin is the most damaging sin do you know why why it is damaging is because it involves you it is a sin against you yourself yourself like pastor james said just now yourself yourself you know you are aspiring to be great now you are hindering yourself from being great when you are doing that look at the bible first corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 it says nlt nlt please he said run from sexual sin no other sin so clearly affect the body as this one does for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body meaning that you are hindering your body you are what you are doing is affecting your body you don't even like your body you don't love your body tell your neighbor run from sexual sin say there should be marriage before sex number five exposing your nakedness to someone you are not married to we always end in shame it will always end in shame adultery or fornication can end up with various shameful repercussions such as there could be loss of self-esteem and dignity just imagine you tell somebody you are in relationship with him or her or with him and the person pressurizes you to have sex with you and after that he says he's no longer doing how do you feel you can't go inside room say my god go punish you my god go do this where were you when you were opening your leg where were you which did they force you simply because he promised you there was a gay that a young man came to him and said i'm going to marry you don't worry and the man took him to bed immediately after that and that was in our life that was the first person after that the man told him now he's no longer interested and she was crying she cried 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 he cried he didn't solve anything because there is nothing because the guy didn't force it So it's your duty to reject such proposal. It could lead to unwanted pregnancy. It could lead to abortion. It could lead to giving birth to a bastard and miscreant. Sudden death. You know the number of people that have died because of abortion? It could even lead to loss of womb. homes it could lead to incurable diseases it could also lead to loss of career have you heard of oau says for mark you know say that professor lucy he lost his uh, career for life in fact he was thrown into prison a professor at the peak of his career Could lead to minister. 
area demotion. Pastor sleeping with members. And uh, thank God for the redeemed Christian church of God. And they catch you. I trust my daddy. No go hide them. They catch you. You will be, you, you will be, be sitting with the member. Because in the first place, you did not respect yourself. Sexual morality is a stubborn demon that is always bent on dragging its victim to the mud. Raise up your right and say the name of Jesus. The demon of sexual immorality. You will not drag me to mud. Say that boldly. You will not drag me to mud. Put down your hand. So I want you to do everything possible to escape from the claw of sexual immorality. The next point is that sex don't just happen just once. Once you start it, you will just want to continue. It is better not to start than to start and think that you will end it. Never give up to prayer to access if it is not with your spouse. If you are not married, don't do it. I, you, know, you know, some people say, is it possible to have a friend, to, uh, to be in courtship without? It is 100% possible. Tell your neighbor, 100% possible. 100% possible. God has taken us through that stage. We have passed through that stage. 100% possible. and stinking in illicit sex they are looking for more people to join them they are some of your friends even in church they say, and it go be like saying, now let me they do this thing this my guy make i also bring out so that even though if he knows how they do huh, he know go tell pastor make i introduce him to this guy so that uh, they will gather we all of us go do the same shoe they will want to drag you down so if you are already into sex outside marriage you can come out of it. Let me tell your neighbor there is a way out. Say there is a way out. There is a way out because nobody was born an angel. We're not born an angel. There is a way out. Prayerfully, you can come for counseling. You can study the word of God. And the grip of sex will be broken off your life in Jesus' name. with your mind it affects your mind it affects your mind Elisi said that is why when you have sex with somebody you always think of that person it affects your mind anytime if you have had it once anytime maybe you are in your house and all that you just be thinking about the person instead of you to be studying or focus on where you are going you are just thinking of the things that happen because it pamper your mind Sexual immorality as a way of crushing and destroying one's sin mind. That is why the Bible calls it evil con concupiscence. That it is a strong sexual loss. Proverbs 6.32 says, Whoever commits adultery with a woman lack understanding. A wound and dishonor will he get. 
each time you indulge in illicit sex, you destroy your soul. And when your soul is destroyed, you won't be able to think straight any longer. Your concentration on a serious issue of life will be altered. To be altered. Think about it. Think about it. Why will somebody who has an illicit sex fornicate had abortion after that God deliver him still go back into the heart why on earth do you think that they are saying they are normal it tampered their mind that's why because there is a repercussion that happened God deliver you again the person still decide to go is that there is a time to be ripe for sex let me tell your neighbor say neighbor there is a time to be right for sex i'm already landing up sex is meant to be undertaken by someone who is fully understand the imports and the consequences and they and is ready to take responsibility for them is for someone that has all-round maturity Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, socially, and even financially. Above all, the greatest of maturity that we need is that the person must be marital, maritally matured. What do I mean by maritally matured? Even if you are matured, until you are married, you are not eligible for sex. That is God's standard. One of the last thing I want to talk about is the possibility of sexual purity. Tell your people. Again. Sexual purity is possible. Meaning that you can, you can be pure. The grip of sex can be broken. Encounter the power of God. And that transform our lives. So we are not living... Uh, like hypocrite in church but we are deep Christian that God has made us to be and it is possible even in the church to live in sexual purity life to be pure sexually is possible let me preach to your neighbor say neighbor sexual purity is possible I don't want you to begin to think that if you leave that guy, if you leave that woman or that man or that boy or that girl, sugar daddy, sugar mommy, that you will suffer. You will not suffer. See, I was telling them earlier today that God speaks or gives you his word based on his personal integrity. His personal integrity. You see, and God cannot lie. So if he says he's going to take care of you, he will do that. Sexual purity is possible. There are thousands and millions of virgins that have not defied themselves. Never you think that it's not possible to be a virgin in this generation. When you are thinking that way, you are only allowing the devil to deceive you. And you know one thing? God love virgins. 
pend dans your head. I want you to begin to talk to God. I want you to talk to God. I want you to talk to God. I mean, how is your life? Are you sure if Jesus should come now, even though we are in church, you will make it to heaven? Are you not just giving out your precious joys because of your need? We have learned from Pastor James that it is possible to live an excellent life. We can be diligent and succeed. We learned when the businessman was teaching us that we can have money even as young people. I want you to talk to God. Lord, I want to be pure sexually. This grief of sex must die today. It must die out of my life. That power, that grief must be destroyed. If you are here, you want God to help you break the grip of sex and deliver you from the power that is holding you bound. Like I told you, nobody was born an angel. God is able to deliver. He's able to set free. He did it for us. And today, we are grateful to him. If you are here, you want to, please, can you just rise on your feet wherever you are? You want to be delivered. You want God to save you. You want God to set you. It is not about your friend. It is not about what people think. It's about your life and destiny. It is not about looking at those that are ready to be and your destiny. Please, you want to be delivered wherever you are? Just rise to your feet. Rise to your feet and let God help you. Let God help you. Let God help you. It is not about me. It is about your destiny. It is about your destiny. When daddy was preaching, when pastor gave the top of us, there is a demon that is attached to sexual immorality that follows people. Join those that are standing up. Don't look at anybody. It's about your life, your destiny. Don't allow this grief to continue. Don't allow this grief to continue after now. Let God save you. Let God deliver you. Let God deliver you from that point. From and let the power of God come upon you. Be bold. Be bold and let the devil be ashamed. Don't let the devil hold you down. Beloved, your destiny is precious to God. Pastor told us that our success in any choosing career brings glory to God. I give myself away. So you can use me 
I give myself away. 